0: Welcome to the Digital Health Insights podcast where NZ CEO Scott Arrow brings you key thought leaders to share their experience, views and vision on all things digital health and more. Full tech enablement is essential for creating world-class health systems and Scott's guests discuss how this can be achieved, the challenges that need addressing, the opportunities it creates and the benefits delivered to health, disability and social care services in New Zealand and worldwide.
1: Kia ora Welcome and many thanks for joining me today. I'm Scott Arrell and I'm the CEO of NZ Hit, who are the proud sponsors of this podcast channel. It's our pleasure and privilege to provide these interviews with key thought leaders, movers, and shakers in the health, disability, and social sectors. It is extremely important to have a healthy and vibrant innovation ecosystem that is actively seeking to solve the problems faced in the healthcare sector, the use of technology, and digital tech in particular, is a key component in the drive towards achieving full tech enablement and care delivery, especially as we aspire to create a world-class health system. On Monday the 29th of June, along with Marian Johnson of the Ministry of Awesome, I was very excited to announce the launch of the Health Tech Supernode Challenge. This is a major opportunity to advance the whole area of innovation in the health tech space, and NZHIT is pleased to be playing a part in supporting this fantastic initiative. Kiwinet is one of the main sponsors of the challenge. And in this episode, I'm talking with Alexandra Stuthridge, who is the commercialization manager for the South Island at Kiwinet. Alexandra has an extensive background in research, innovation and commercialisation. And it's great to delve into what she does at Kiwinet, their passion for growing innovation in New Zealand, and why they have thrown their considerable weight behind the Health Tech Supernode Challenge. Hi, Alexandra. Thanks for joining me today. It's really good of you to take time out of your very busy schedule to talk with us about Kiwinet, the challenge, and your own passion for creating a strong innovation sector in this country. Uh, Alexandra, let's talk about you first. So um, you're a commercialization manager for the South Island at Kiwinet. So, you know, What's that sort of role? What What does a commercialization manager for Kiwinet do?
0: A commercialization manager at Kiwinet uh, really works with uh, our research ecosystem, like the universities and the CRIs, to really um, help their tech transfer offices to identify and expedite uh, research and innovation that has commercial potential. So we provide um, pre-seed funding and also upskilling opportunities across that ecosystem to really, uh, you know, accelerate that commercialisation process uh, to help really kind of build the
1: economy. Oh, fantastic. And so Kiwinet, I have to admit, actually, uh, yeah, sorry to admit this, I don't know a lot about Kiwinet, um, so I'm very interested, and I'm sure our listeners are too. And yeah, So give us a breakdown. What is Kiwinet? Kiwinet? What does Kiwinet do?
0: Absolutely. And actually, uh, it isn't uncommon for those outside of our ecosystem not to be that aware of KiwiNet. Um, so Kiwinet represents uh, our 18 shareholders which includes seven universities across New Zealand uh, including uh, the University of Canterbury of course um, and also the all the uh, Crown Research Institutes which are commonly known as CRIs and here in uh, Canterbury we have the likes of Ag Research, uh, Plant and Food and um, Manaki Whenua Landcare as well. So if you think about the world of uh, innovation, it's rapidly changing and uh, for us, like COVID-19 has uh, has only accelerated this so much so that we don't even know what a job in the future would even look like. So, you know, we believe in the power of Kiwi science to transform our lives and to also uh, change the world. So not just for New Zealand, um, but for the world and, and out of that, you know, New Zealand benefits. And so one of our kind of key mandates is, to realise uh, impact and benefit to New Zealand. So to be able to uh, take some of this incredible innovation that um, comes out of our universities and our CRIs and actually get it to a point where it's realising impact, industry can uptake this innovation and make change and even in some respects gain competitive edge globally. These are some of the things that we can help with. We also help across the other end of the spectrum where... Uh, we have a huge uh, area in private sector engagement. So, really working to connect those entrepreneurs and spin outs and startups uh, with the uh, venture capital, angel investment, and industry sectors to be able to realize that impact. So, for example, we've uh, put through over a thousand projects uh, that have been reviewed by our investment committee, which is made up of all of our shareholders. Uh, we've had over uh, 40 million uh, pre-seed investment in innovation in New Zealand across the last 10 years. We've done over 484 commercial deals since 2003, which is fabulous. And there's been at least 340 million dollars of known revenue, so stuff that's been publicly available to us from our pre-seed investments, which is uh, which is a really great story, uh, especially for the government, because the government puts so much funding and, uh, you know, capability and resource into our universities and CRIs. So to be able to realise something out of that fantastic knowledge that people can use and it changes daily lives is, is a great thing.
1: That is, that's fantastic. Actually, yeah, really educated me as well, and uh, I'm sure, sure, plenty of others. And hey, that leads us into the next question. And but before I, I, I go mm-hmm. there, a little bit about the health tech innovation challenge. So that's a, it, the total prize pool across multiple categories is valued at uh, three hundred forty thousand dollars. That's that's massive, isn't it? It's yes. fantastic. Yeah, and the, the if anyone that's wanting any more information, go to the website, which is at healthtechchallenge.co nz that then, yeah, that then leads me into kiwi net's interest and because you and Kiwinet are so supportive uh, you're one of the major partners and sponsors of this challenge so um, I can understand from how you explain uh, kiwi net's role in the whole ecosystem mm-hmm. um, or kind of what sparks kiwi net to think okay hey we really want to be be a major supporter of this
0: uh, well, firstly, like Kiwinet is delighted to be part of the Health Tech Supernode Challenge and, you know, we really look forward to continuing working with Christchurch NZ and our partners to keep innovating innovation and to deliver an even greater impact to New Zealand, firstly. Um, and just secondly, uh, it's actually the 16th of August, so I'll just correct that so for our uh, listeners. So it is actually the 16th of August, which is the closing date. Um, so for, in terms of Kiwinet, we really believe, uh, as I said, in the power of transforming the world. And so the other thing for us is about bringing together the research uh, the research and innovation commercialization ecosystem across all aspects. So we really kind of focus on that public research uh, end, but being able to provide new opportunities by coupling together both the public and the private sector industry and government together and creating that collaborative environment Creates and seeds an opportunity for new innovation, uh, not only for our uh, innovative uh, sector areas but for New Zealand as a whole. So, for us to be able to be a part of that process and help accelerate uh, and trans- transition from high volume to high value for New Zealand um, is is really important. Um, I think too, you know, uh, the opportunity uh, for our membership cohort to collaborate alongside these uh new areas, which they usually widely are anyway, but to be able to put some kind of structure and focus and support around that and create an environment where we can we can create innovation, we can understand what the commercial opportunities are, we can bring together the different partners from our ecosystems, uh, which I think is hugely important. So for us, having um, you know, some of our membership of the universities and CRIs have focus in health, uh, it made
1: sense for us to be part of this supernode challenge. Now, and also, the, and then the finalists are announced on the nineteenth of August. And then, as a whole, one of the um, things that I really, really, really like about this challenge is that anybody going through the whole process—you might get to the point of nineteenth of August and you haven't, you know, made the made the final. Finalist, the sort of rankings, um, but in going through the process, you would have you would have um, had your idea uh, uh, go through the process and be looked at by some very clever people, and you'll get feedback on that. So, so yeah, you because know, some people don't apply for things like this because they sort of underrate themselves, don't they? So, they go, well, I'll never make it, but th- that's actually not the point. You just got to do it.
0: Yeah, and so one of the one of the kind of the fundamentals of, uh, when we were pulling together this challenge was not to narrow that kind of that funnel of um, interesting ideas coming through. Innovative thinking and new ideas have a huge, important role to play in contributing to our economy for the long term, especially now that we've had um, a few bumps in the road with COVID. And you know, to be able to support that innovative research, but not just. Um, you know, somebody has to have something already well down the line. We we want to talk to people who have just got great ideas and we can couple them up with mm-hmm. um, with other people and expertise and give participants the best chance for their idea to really change people's lives and have a real impact in the world. So at any phase, obviously, if it's commercial, it's too late for us, but anything that's pre-commercial, even if it's just an idea, that you've got bubbling away in the background, please bring it forward because uh, it's an open opportunity for everybody.
1: Yes, it is. And there's three uh, key categories. So so one is uh, rural health care. Uh, the second is aged care, or uh, health of older people, that whole uh, quite large category there. And then it's kind of like a, a catch-all of anything else, isn't it? So, you know, yeah. you might be thinking about something like, for example, for um, youth, or it might be a, a mental health, any area like that. Um, so, so there's those three categories. So really, there's no excuse. That that pretty much covers the whole whole gambit of healthcare.
0: Absolutely. I mean, as you say, we've got the kind of the kind of the first two, which is the aged care and rural care, and there's been some real. Uh, good problem statements that have been wrapped around that from our industry partners and i think it's going to be great to see what innovation comes through for those areas but i also know of amazing uh, innovation that's happening in the health sector that sits outside of that so to be able to provide the opportunity uh, for that whole innovation uh, community uh, entrepreneurs startups it uh, doesn't matter what you are who you are where you are uh, we want to understand what they are and 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 really kind of Really build on those ideas and support and help them grow.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, I've got some uh, background in in aged uh, age care delivery and and into the rural healthcare sector. And um, it was one another one of the reasons why I wanted to support the health tech challenges because um, there are a lot of problems and and they're there to be solved. So and and mm-hmm. over say the last ten years, I've seen technology has got to the stage now where it can can help to solve. Problems. Those problems. It, it it wasn't at that stage a long time ago, but now you know there's you know where we have the, the challenge of rurality or you know, lack of connectivity um, within the aged care sector, whether it's at home or in a in a in a uh, aged care setting. There's there's socialisation or 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 the loneliness and and although how do you connect families with and friends with. Say so an elderly person who's living in a village environment, and and lots of opportunities there. And then, and then when we talk about kind of the the broader category of well, any other problem you can come up with solving, well, the world's your oyster. So you know, that's, uh, there's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah. And there's a real role to play across all of that. So you know, it's a it's a horizontal platform that can support innovation in in so many ways across not just this health tech challenge but future challenges that we've got coming up around food and fibre. It doesn't matter what it is. Tech is such a huge enabler and New Zealand is actually – We've got a we've got a, a huge cohort around tech innovation here that we can really expedite and leverage off. And New Zealand is really poised in a great place in the in the world right now. We have a great reputation. We're looking more clean and green than ever before. And uh, you know, we at QNET are really seeing a huge um, uplift in uh, investor. Profile interest coming through uh, our kind of pipelines and looking for that new tech, for those new ideas and that new innovation. So, really, the time timing has never been better.
1: Exactly, and uh, I I did I did raise with Marion a bit of a concern that I have is that this it's it's looking pretty sort of black and red, one-eyed Cantabrian type of. uh, uh, organization behind all of this and actually um yeah you know, i can't help myself because i happen to notice that marion's actually you know she, she's not from canterbury uh you and i had a chat earlier you're not from canterbury it's sort of like the really? the um crusade it's a bit like the crusaders isn't it Um nearly all the players in there aren't actually from from canterbury can- country so um and, and of course you know, i have to have the proviso here that i'm i'm, I'm a highlander supporter all right even though i'm i'm talking to you from auckland at the moment so <laughs> and uh, um the point i'm getting at here really with you know, and I, I never i never um dodged the opportunity to 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 poke a little bit of uh, borax at the cantabrians but the um this isn't just something for the cantabrians or christchurch folk. you um, you know you could be sitting in uh kaitaia uh, and and you can apply that's there's no nothing holding you back
0: Exactly. We, we. I mean, obviously it's a Canterbury-driven program and there are, are roles there for the Canterbury uh, applicants, but we wanted to open this up to the wider New Zealand so that we, we weren't cutting ourselves off from what, amazing innovation there is around the health tech sector so I think it's really important and you know as you say I'm not uh, a Cantabrian uh, originally actually I'm not even uh, originally from New Zealand uh, I'm an import and uh, we've just arrived back in New Zealand after six years away in Canada uh, just last year and moved to the South Island for the first time And wow, what an exciting environment to come into, I have to say. Like, I actually didn't appreciate what huge entrepreneurship, innovation, ecosystem and the support framework that's wrapped around that is here in Canterbury. So it's a super exciting time for us to come back into New Zealand and to be able to, you know, be a part of an ecosystem that's really ramping up in this area and to be able to offer not only kind of the commercial opportunities for Kiwinet, but, across the wider value chain from that talent attraction and delivery right through to, you know, being able to create those commercial opportunities to create those new investment opportunities, but also for New Zealand's reputation across the world.
1: And yeah, no, I have to be careful actually, because I've got quite a few members, NZ HIT members that are, are, are residing and, and located in Christchurch and, and, and a little bit beyond. So uh, I have to admit um, or agree actually that, the whole innovation uh, space, the whole vibe that's de- been developed in Christchurch over the, you know, let's say post-earthquake, uh, but particularly, say, in the last four or five years, I've, I've really seen it grow. Um, mm-hmm. there's, um, you know, and yes, there's some physical manifestations of that with, you know, the precincts and all that sort of stuff, but there is more to it than that. It's, it's really this drive and commitment and uh, passion Uh from people like yourself, but Marion at the um, Ministry of Awesome, you know Stella Ward at Canterbury DHB, Rick Davies at Ryman Healthcare, you know, and Shirley and Co at, at um, Christchurch NZ. It's, it's fantastic, and there is having kind of I I always have a little bit of a dig at them, but um, they know that I love them, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: anyway, uh, just to uh, sort of before we close off, I just to emphasise if you want any more information, and, and given the fact that I've probably um, um, confuse some people about the closing off date that is the 16th of August and and don't take don't take Alexandra or my word um, verbatim go to the website that's healthtechchallenge.co.nz and uh, that's tech spelled T-E-C-H uh, total prize pool across the categories is valued at $340,000 um, but you will get even if you don't get through to the end uh, you're going to get massive value out of being in the process anyway um, those three cha- uh, categories aged care rural care rural health care um and anything else that you can think of so that's uh that's us I, I just i actually would find it hard to understand why someone wouldn't apply given the the hype that you and i've just put around this whole thing
0: well absolutely and and you know for me it's not just about the prize money because you know if if that's your sole focus i, I think you're coming in for the wrong reasons mm actually the support and the framework that you get um, offered along the way in terms of going through the pre accelerator programs and and the incubation and having all of the surrounding mentors and everything that goes with it so the upskilling opportunity around this is so much bigger and uh, it really it also exposes you to that whole sector so why wouldn't you want to be a part of that?
1: Mm. Yeah, and now's the time. Uh, like, given my experience in the health sector and in the last six years in this role, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a techie. Um, I'm a, I've, my background is in the delivery of healthcare services, um, and I'd be the last person anybody would want to get near coding anything. So, um, but what I've seen, particularly in the last six years, this um, development of um, understanding and acceptance that we've got to achieve what I'm calling now um, a full tech enablement in healthcare. All right. So we've talked about tech being an enabler for a long time and that's mm-hmm. fine. But you could almost have any bit of tech and then say, well, that's that enables me. Um because if you've had nothing and then you have some tech, well you might feel a bit more enabled. Um that's fine. We've been going through that. We've been advancing. Okay. The next level now is to achieve full tech enablement. So that, that actually means that tech is really working. It's joined up. It's working for us and it's solving problems, or at least it's helping to solve problems. Because at the end of the day, healthcare is still about great people doing great stuff with other people. You know, and that's that's ultimately uh, what it's all about. <laughs> the passion that's been coming out of Christchurch to get this underway and, and rolling is fantastic. So good on you all. And uh, I, I think this is, this is going to be something that uh, is going to keep happening, isn't it? It's not just a one-off.
0: Great. Thank you. And, uh, you know, keep an eye out on Kiwinet. There's great things coming forward.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Well, we'll I tell you what, uh, because you have raised that and a couple of other things I've thought of while we've been talking, uh, you're obviously going to be um, coming back on and we can talk a bit in more depth about what Kiwinet's doing or go- and going to do. Sounds brilliant.
0: Thank you for listening to the Digital Health Insights Podcast with Scott Arrow. Make sure to subscribe and join us again for more news, views and stories from key health and tech leaders. For more information, please head to our website at www.nzhit.nz where you'll find links to resources, news, events and much more.